Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by our dear friend... Steve. Steve! <laughs> I guess that's how I'm <laughs> referenced on this station. That will that will always be how you're introed, I'm pretty sure. Steve! 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 If we ever get Biggie here, Lord, Lord help us. Yeah. Um, Alright, Steve, what are we talking about today, man? Today, you're going to hear two white guys talk about Black Panther. Hopefully yeah. it'll be acceptable. Yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be honest. Like I've been I haven't said anything about the movie online recently. Yeah, and I'm like, it's just because I'm nervous about it. Mm. Well, well, we can take this as a good a good omen at least. Yeah, I got here for the first time in a little while without getting a ticket or wrecking my car. <laughs> so <laughs> literally the last two out of three times I've come to hang out with Chris, I've either gotten a speeding <laughs> ticket or totaled my car. So so far so good. So far so good. <laughs> and like. The reason I'm nervous about it is, and I know you you kind of disagreed when we were talking about it over text, mm-hmm. but I don't find the film itself overly political, right? Oh, I thought it was very political, but yeah. That's that, why we disagreed. That's what he yeah. said earlier. Um, but I find the audience around the movie yeah. just so insanely political, yeah. and it's getting so much abundant love. And I can see some of that, and I can understand part of it, but then, to me, it's a lot more of the hype than necessary, or what the movie represents, and not the film itself. But then when I've seen people bring up issues, yeah. some of them have just been dumped on, like, ridiculously. I'm like, I, I, I just want to talk about the comic book movie. Yeah, and you know what? So, I went into Black Panther nervous, because it had so much hype, um, and I didn't love... Wonder Woman. Yeah. In fact, I... There were parts of it I enjoyed, but overall I'd say it was a pretty bad movie. Um, and... I, I didn't want to be a racist and a misogynist. <laughs> so, I, I, uh, I was a little bit nervous about Black Panther going into it. But I, I actually... I, while I didn't love it as much as everybody has hyping, been hyping it up, I liked it. I thought it was a decent movie. It was, yeah. It was a fun movie. Um, and... And much better than... Do you, you like Wonder Woman, though? I, I do. Um, see, it, it's been weird. The past while... Like, just the other night, we watched uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. And Is that your first time seeing it? Or you seen no, it? no, no, no. I okay. saw it uh, two times in theaters, and then we, we watched it the other night. Cool. And I'm finding with a lot of the recent comic book movies, it's like when you watch it in theater, and it's there, and it's it's fresh, it's new, You're you're focusing on all that good stuff. But then, separ- like from time separated, and then it's coming out on DVD, and I'll be picking it up uh, next next week. And as I watch it, I'm like, it's good, but it, I didn't love it as much as I did when I saw it in theater. Huh. I've only seen it the one time. So. And then Wonder Woman, same thing, Like, because I've been off and on sick so much. A couple months <clears throat> ago, I, I sat down and I watched Wonder Woman again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is good, yeah, but it's not it's not amazing. Yeah, well, see, so the thing with Wonder yeah. Woman is that I I didn't dislike it because of the woman stuff. I thought Gal Gadot did a great job. Yeah. I thought um, she played the fish out of water in a man's world, quote unquote, man's world, really well. Um, I just Captain thought it was Kirk was amazing. I just it. thought it was a really predictable plot that was a mashup of Thor and Captain America again with a crappy CGI battle at the end that wasn't very good and very predictable like you could tell right away that what's his name Lupin was going to be uh, the bad guy the only thing that I I love that he's Lupin I don't know what his name is in real life but uh, like I, I was like the only thing that 
that detracted from that was like, I'm not sure that he could be Ares, because that doesn't make any sense. But he was, and it still didn't make any sense. And then the whole thing where, like, Ares isn't the person that causes war. Humanity needs to be take responsibility. And then when they defeat him, the bad guys literally hug. At, like, the, the opposite side soldiers hug each other at the end. I just, I thought that movie was a mess See, in general. Now with, with cool with, action, except for the last part. With, with that point, uh... We need to stop talking about Wonder Woman soon, so to make your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with, with, with that point about Wonder Woman, I'll say, like, I I didn't have the beef with them hugging at the end, because even though that was the message, like, if humanity, man needs to step up and stop doing this crap, like, a giant CGI flaming thing did, did just happen. People did kind of stop fighting each other and turn to, like, What? Yeah, and then she beat them. So to me, it's like, oh, okay, we're out of dangers. Like that emotional thing where it's like, okay, yay, the the danger's yeah. done. I never, I've never been in war, but I kind of feel like you wouldn't do that with the other side after, even after someone. Like that. Uh, they also I, did play soccer together on a Christmas and hugged them were buddies, that, and then the next day they went true. back that's to shooting true. each that's other. True. That's a crazy story. Yeah, anyway, I know. Um, back to uh, so so here's the thing about the politics of Black Panther, um, and and I actually like this part of it. I, you know, um, Black Panther, it's right in the title, Mm -hmm. right? This is a movie made by black people for black people about black issues. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I think that's a good thing. That's something that needed to happen. And I think it's, um, even with Luke Cage, I know you didn't love Luke Cage and and it was a bit slow. I I understand it was a bit slow and I, I actually like, I thought it was a weird twist. I thought Cottonmouth was a much better villain than Mariah, but whatever. Um, you know, the idea of a, a bulletproof black man, especially when that came out, when there's all those black guys getting shot by cops, yeah. was was really important. And this is, you know, taking those ideas and kind of going further with them mm-hmm. with the suffering of, of black people and uh, in, in you know, through slavery and through the way they're being treated in the United States right now, and I'm sure Canada as well. Um, there's some important message there, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's important stuff. And, and Black Panther is the movie to talk about that in because he... He's the first mainstream black superhero that was ever published, right? Yeah. He first appeared in Fantastic Four and then Avengers and had his own title. He was actually in a movie, uh, comic called Jungle Action for a while before he had Black Panther. But um, he he's not the first African-American character. That's the Falcon. Yeah. But he's the first black guy because he's actually African, right? Yeah. And tidbit that I think is really interesting. Falcon's the first black superhero that didn't have the word black in his name. <laughs> Huh. But um, anyway, so I mean, he, he's he's the character where you want to focus on those things. Yeah. Um, and and so where I saw the politics in this movie were, um, just little things like well, I mean, they're talking about Killmonger's whole, yeah, his whole motivation of black people have been mistreated because the white people have been in power all this time, and you had the ability, Wakanda, to turn the tide on that, save your 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 brothers and sisters from being taken into slavery help the people that are suffering in poverty in, in the West now, uh, and you've just cho- you've chosen to hide, right? Um, and then, you know, like they, they, they make the joke, they call Martin Freeman's character Ross, they call him Colonizer, yeah. and, you know, those those things. But at the end, that press conference, that sort of I am Iron Man moment, yeah. uh, with, with uh, T'Challa and Black Panther talking to the UN and saying that we are going to now no longer be in isolation to help people. There's that moment where I think it was a French ambassador who says, you know, no offense, but what do you have to offer? And he smirks. And, and you know, obviously in the context of the movie, it's like you have no idea who we are and what we have to offer. But I think that was supposed to stand for more than just this fictional country of Wakanda that has technological superiority. Mm. 
but for black people in general, like you have no idea what we have to offer as a people and our strength and our, and I, so all of that stuff in the movie, I, I thought was really well done and yeah. really good. And that's not the reason that I didn't love the movie. Yeah. I think that, yeah. that added a lot of weight to a movie that would have otherwise been a very by the numbers, another superhero origin. Yeah. Movie. So you can see here. Yeah. No, no. Um, and when I say, I don't think it was as political as you do. I mean, in the sense of it wasn't a, a dear white people kind of like yeah, overtly for sure. like let's press the button political kind of thing. Right. It was like they really weaved it into the story. Yeah. It was at points a lot. It, it was at points overt. It was at points subtle. But it wasn't like, we're going to punch you in the face with this message kind of thing. Which I think is a good thing. Yes. Right? So here, here's the deal. If it had been a Dear White People movie, I think that would have undermined the whole point. This is a movie for a black audience. Yes. Right? And, and, and for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. But, um, so I had a friend, a friend named Luke. Uh, I think I mentioned him when we were talking about Star Wars last time, who went and saw it. And he said that he was sitting surrounded by you know people of color uh, in the movie theater. And they were laughing at parts that he was like, I don't understand why that's funny. You know, like, like mm-hmm. there'd be scenes where they would look at each other in a certain way and they're just like the culture of, of, you know, black North America, uh, was just sort of ingrained in this movie in a way that as a white person, you're kind of an outsider too. Yeah. Right. And I, that's okay. I'm fine with the fact that I'm, this movie wasn't made specifically for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but I think that's part of the reason that as an outsider to those things, I can appreciate it, but I can't, love it as much as somebody who was like, yeah, this is targeted at my heart. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I, I, I definitely think that's fair. And there was, like, there was points after the movie where I'm seeing all these rave reviews. Yeah. I'm like, did we, did we watch the same movie? Yes. Um, like, when we left the theater, how it always goes, especially when we see a superhero movie or a Star Wars movie, like something that I or Jill are crazy into the conversation once we've gotten out of the theater because we're not trying to spoil anything is what did you think of it? Yeah. Or it's like, so what'd you like? Yeah. And there was a long pause for me. Yeah. Because I'm just like, it, like, it's not that it's bad. Yeah. But I went in hearing a lot of hype and I'm just like, I just want to go in and be entertained. Yeah. And then if I love it beyond that, then that's great. Are you that, not entertained, Chris? That's, <laughs> like that, that's gravy, that's bonus. Mm-hmm. But in this, like in this one, I was just like, I was led to believe, after, and seeing react, people's reactions afterwards, like, this is, like, this, this is knocking Winter Soldier out. This is knocking Civil War out. Yeah. Like, this is the Marvel movie now. I'm like, this was, it was all right. Like, I'd give it a solid six. But out of ten, yeah. if I had to grade it, grade it, or on the Marvel scale, I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's after, it's around Ultron. Really? Oh, I liked it better than that for sure. See, I. I well, did uh, you like Ultron? Upon repeat of viewings, I I really enjoy Ultron, flaws and all. I think the biggest downplay to a Marvel movie for me is if it's most of its, if it's bloated because it's trying to set up the sequels. Yeah, that bothers me. So no, Ultron, no, Thor. Uh, Iron Man Two are like my least favorite movies, and that like I get that. Yeah. Uh, where I've grown to really appreciate Ultron is I'm like, okay, we're not watching the setup anymore. Yeah, like we're actually getting to see these characters together and interact together, and that's why I'm here. Yeah, you you blew Ultron because the honest trailer was right. It was roughly a week of. Yeah, Thor went to a magic jacuzzi. Yeah, and there was stuff that didn't work, 
but there's also a lot of good stuff there, and I found some of it better made than the the first Avengers movie. For sure. So that's where Ultron is is going up, up the scales for me. Okay. And well, back to Black Panther. Yeah, Black. <laughs> back to Black Panther. Yeah. Um, what did you like about Black Panther? I'm gonna say now, just just as a thing, I especially we rewatched Civil War the other night. I enjoyed that Black Panther more. Okay. Um, what was different about the Black Panthers? The f- his fighting style, and I get it. The story they were going with that character in Civil War. Yeah. It was just so he was moving so much different. There was a lot more lethality. Okay. To his fight, his movements, everything. He was angry with bad dying. Exactly. Yeah. So even though like that part was out, and I get that. Yeah. I still enjoyed Chadwick a lot. The performances in this movie are fantastic. Yeah, really good. Michael acting. B. Jordan is excellent. I think he's probably the best movie villain we've had, maybe at all, at least in, since Loki. Yeah, I can't think of anyone who's been. Yeah, well, the, yeah. The uh, I I personally kind of put Hela up there, even though she yeah, she, she is good. she's, she's a bit good. one. Uh, she was she was pretty similar in motivation to him as well, right? Yeah, like, here's this secret history that you don't know exactly. about. Exactly, and... she was also a little. Yeah. She you can make the argument she was one dimensional, but Kate Plan Kate Blanchett was just. In that role so much yeah. that I'm like, I yeah. can look over the one dimension piece here yeah. because she's just so entertaining in this well, role. Well, she's the goddess of death. How many dimensions are you going to have to that, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like, whereas other characters where they, they're one dimensional, they don't escape that. Like, yeah. whatever the dude is, from Ronan from Guardians, I'm like, okay, yeah, what, whatever. Yeah, that wasn't even one. No. Or, or like Malachi from... The, uh, Thor the Dark Which, World. Which, how are you going to do that with Christopher Eccleston? Back to Black Panther. Yeah. Um, loved the performances. That was the thing at, yeah. for that won the movie over for me. Yeah. Um, and at point, except for Forrest Whitaker, uh, at points I was just like, man, I'm like watching you in Rogue One because I, I watched that the other week. I was yeah. like, it's the exact same voice. What's going on here, Forrest? Anyways, um, I'm just not that huge on Whitaker. Fair enough. Um, what I, I think the thing that I loved about it was they really went like I'm not I don't know Black Panther as much as I would know like Spider Man or yeah. the Avengers or whatever, but from what I know of the comic origin, they really went for it. Like they didn't they didn't try to iron fist it where they kind of downplayed the mystical no, side of it and, and all I, and I the, you know, the heart shaped herb and the, the I, ancestral plane and all that kind of stuff. Well while we were watching Civil War, I said to Jill, I'm like, I really appreciate that in Black Panther they went through showing he had superpowers. Yeah. Because they didn't in in Civil War. Yeah, they kind of skipped over that. They, which, it'd be weird if they brought it up. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no so way to organically bro- yeah. bring that up in um, Civil War. But at that point, you could easily have ignored it. Mm-hmm. You could have just been like, no, he's just an awesome fighter and he's wearing a vibranium suit. So he doesn't need superpowers. Yeah. But I love that they embrace that. Yeah. I haven't really read any of the solo Black Panther runs, but I've heard from a lot of people they they kind of chose a lot of the best of pieces yeah, from sure. numerous runs to get sure. the movie together, which I'm like, that makes me want to read Black Panther more, especially some of yeah. these runs. Well, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed how African it was. Like It just really felt like a movie that was taking place in Africa. Yeah. I really appreciated... Uh, I thought the action was really cool. Those fights mm-hmm. in the waterfalls were, were pretty sweet. Um, some of the stuff with the car chases was a little bit over the top, but that's fine. That was good and fun. Yeah. I think more this movie shown was in its villains. Yeah. Um, I thought Andy Serkis did an amazing job as Claw. Like, he was just... Oh, 
I, they did a good job of capturing how crazy he is yeah. in the actual comics a little bit. I'm, I'm going to jump in to, into a little bit of stuff that I don't like about the movie right now just because you brought up Claw. I loved Claw. Yeah, you didn't like that he got killed. I hated that he got killed. Yeah. Only because I'm like, here's a villain who is a, a straight-up comic book villain. Yeah. Like, well, not quite, but okay. Well, in the sense can of... I, can like, I just can I get a little yeah, sidetrack sure. on your sidetrack? Is that in the comics, Claw doesn't have an arm cannon. He has a... His hand gets cut off, and he gets this vibranium weapon that turns sound into physical objects. Yeah. And then he gets... Somehow that gets reversed on him. I don't know exactly where that happens. I'm sure it's in a, a story involving Black Panther, probably with the Avengers. And he gets turned into sound. He gets turned literally into living sound. And he gets beamed up into space. Somehow gets stuck into Galactus's ship until the original Secret Wars comic from the 1980s, where Doctor Doom, who's trying to take over Galactus's powers, sneaks onto Galactus's ship, finds him, pulls him out, and he's just loony like he's crazy from being stuck in Doctor yeah uh, in Galactus's ship as living sound and then for the rest of the time for a long time he's just literally this character in a red suit with like a like a satellite dish in his arm who is sound and is out of his mind so they kind of captured part of that in there and I appreciated that but they didn't go as far as they could have but probably wouldn't have made sense to do comics <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true um where I mean he's a straight up comic book villain yeah. is in his performance. Yeah. Because it's so good. Everybody is, like so many of the villains have even though they're over the top, there's this serious edge to them. Yeah. That character, there is not really a serious edge. Yeah. Especially not with the performance that Andy Circus has no. inserted in Age of Ultron and then I made like, it rain <laughs> in this movie yeah. to even more effect. So here's a villain, like who's a, a smaller villain, yeah, who could easily weave in and out yeah. of any of the Marvel yeah. Marvel movies. Because he said himself, like I go where the money goes. So you could easily have him show up on the streets of New York and have him be a problem that Spider Man takes care of in the in the first act of a movie, or even show up in the Netflix show. Yeah, which they could have done. It, I don't know that will ever happen, but yeah. No, well, yeah, he is. A, it is cool when he fights Daredevil, though, because his whole thing is sound. Yeah, against Daredevil's heightened senses, kind exa- of screws things up. Anyway. And it, it's similar to my feelings on when they they killed um, uh, what's his name? I want to say Bonesaw, but it's not. It's um, Bonesaw, <laughs> <laughs> Bonesaw, bone the uh, Yeah, the crossbones. Yeah, crossbones. Yeah. Where it's like, that that was a character who they could have done so much more with and they, they just killed him for the sake of story. Yeah. So then I'm like... Bonesaw is ready! <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage? Anyway. R.I.P. Um, it's a character where I'm like, you you killed him so the story could get going. Yeah, I was and dis- disappointed. That, oh I, yeah, he's bones. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah and I, I yeah. really didn't like that, especially with Claw, because that character, even though he, he we rag on one-note characters... He is a great kind of one one dimensional character, and if you can get that performance in any like continuously in other Marvel movies, I'm in, man. Well, and and, and Andy Serkis is such a physical actor, right? Oh like, he my really gosh, sells that. yeah. I think I think I was I was kind of hoping that we would get the weird, crazy red suit version of him because he's he's the CG motion capture yeah. guy, right? I, but he beefed up for this role. I mean, he was like he was intimidating looking. I mean, you think about how much weight he lost to play Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, like he, he was good. Uh, yeah, it's too bad that he's dead. But yeah. again, I think it served the plot of the story. It, it right? did. It did. They, I needed, just, they needed to get him out of the way so that uh, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger yeah. could be the guy. I just wish there was a different way. And it's, it's something I'm hoping 
that later they'll be like, guess what? It's kind of retconned or with an infinity thing coming up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but I, I doubt it. Um, So that leads us to Killmonger. Yes. Who is an excellent villain. He was so he, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and I... I, uh, I mean, his motivations... I think I made a mention to you, because I saw this in an article somewhere on the internet uh, of... He's kind of the, the Dark Knight Joker in a lot a bit, of things, yeah. right? Like, he... Um, the reason that I got over the fact that they killed Claw, although I really liked him as a character, was that he was not the villain of this movie. Uh, he looked like it at first, but it was Killmonger in the background manipulating things and using him to get his way because he needed him as leverage to get in there and have yeah. his chance to, to do things. I, I, I'm, hope, I'm totally expecting, though, that when How It Should Have Ended happens for this movie... They're going to do a scene where he's in the throne room and he's like, ask me who I am! And nobody speaks and then that's just the end of the movie because he doesn't get to say his thing. But, um, yeah, just really good. Like, yeah. He's, there's an article, so Polygon, the website, wrote an article called, you know, they've basically, Marvel finally found their unpunchable villain or whatever. Hmm. The idea that every Marvel movie up until now, except for Loki... Not only do they kill the villain off at the end of the movie, yeah. but whatever he stands for is over for that story, right? Like, so you've got the Ironmonger character, uh, Bridges' character, who, you know, he helps Iron Man to realize that he shouldn't be selling warheads anymore. Uh, and then the next time you see Iron Man, like, that whole part of him is kind of, like, they don't really mention that again. He's not, like, a pacifist anymore or whatever, right? No, he so, is. Well, that, that he's brought up that he's doing a lot of stuff for the... Uh... Like alternative energy, like they brought that up in Avengers big time, where it was that's why Loki was doing it on the tower. It was the whole son of a bee moment. Yeah, but he's still like he doesn't he, want to, he doesn't want to give his stuff to the the military anymore, but he's still using it for himself. Yeah, for yeah. fighting and all right. this. Anyway, but like compared to Hela, which like really changed things in Thor because it had made him realize what his father was doing and all these things, and now they're in a different place, right? That Asgard's gone. But with this one, they 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 you know unfortunately at some level I guess he had to but Killmonger dies, but it leaves Black Panther in a very different place at the end of that movie. Where yeah. He can't just be like, well, we're gonna keep going the way we were. Uh, he realizes that his ancestors were wrong and the things they were doing, mm-hmm. and they have to go forward. So and like, the villain matters in this movie. A well, lot. yeah, and it's the thing of I I've read it so many times. I I just wish I could remember a place so I could send people to it, where it's like. A good villain is one who thinks what they're doing is right. Yeah. And Killmonger definitely thought that. Well, his his methods were wrong. Yeah. Like, horrendously wrong. I think we can all agree on that. But his plan, if you strip away the, you know, overthrowing <clears throat> and murdering aspect yeah. and generations of murder aspect, like, looking out for... It boils down to like looking out for his his community, his fellow man. That's not wrong. Yeah. Well, I heard he's he's basically black Magneto, but Magneto is just white Malcolm X, so it all works out <laughs> in the end anyway. And I, I've read I've read that where people are like, it was this movie was essentially supposed to be Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X. Yeah. With yeah. superpowers. Yeah. Absolutely. Lego skin and Panther suit. Lego skin? Oh, because he had the bumps on it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, he had a panther suit, too. Yeah. So, as, uh, Michael B. Jordan's villain was great. My favorite character in the movie 
uh, was M'Baku, or as they didn't mention in the movie, but his comic's name is Man-Ape, which yep. is, I think, is probably a good thing they didn't well, they, I, I was reading into it. They deliberately wanted to avoid that. Well, of course they did. Because yeah. they're like, no, this is... They're not going to use that name This is going for, to be... Yeah. People I, will make this racist. But I like the fact that he was still the, the yeah. gorilla stuff, and I thought he was an excellent character. Yeah. Because I, I know enough about Black Panther to know he's like the tribal rival yeah. or whatever, and... And you know they're they're one of his most long-standing villains. Um, I when he turned out to be a kind of redeemed character at the end of that, uh, I thought that was a I wasn't seeing that like there's a lot in this movie that was predictable. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. I I didn't see the fact that he's felt like a debt he had owed a debt of honor to T'Challa for convincing him to give up and not just dying out mm-hmm. of pride. Um, and you know okay we know we're even. Um, but also just the way he treats Martin Freeman, where he's like, "Well, eat your children. My children will eat you." Just kidding, we're vegetarians. Yeah, I just thought he was a really funny character. He, he was, was a really like he was the he was the meathead, you know, well, strong guy guy, but with some honor. And I I just thought he was a cool character. Yeah, with I loved his performance. Mm-hmm. I loved his humor, and then humor is something we're going to be talking about in a minute with the stuff we don't like. Um, it is. A little, well, for well, me, a little bit, okay. yeah. <laughs> you can bring um, that up, that's fine. For me, just a little bit at points, but it's... Anyways. Yeah. Um, Martin Freeman, I, I really... Like, I always like Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman is always excellent. Yeah. Even if what he's in is crap, he is great. Um, You're talking about The Hobbit. Y- yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but he... I wanted him more fleshed out after Civil War. Going into the movie with Black Panther, because he hadn't really been shown much in the trailers, yeah. I almost forgot he was there. And yeah. then when he showed up, I was like, oh, Martin! And then I yeah. did love the scene with him and Andy Serkis, because as much as I'll well, He's rip like off, rubbing his shoulder or whatever? <laughs> okay, that's enough. Well, as much as we'll also, uh, I'll, I also rip on The Hobbit, I was like, Gollum and... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Gollum and Bilbo reunited. Yeah, because that was like the one of the best parts of the Hobbit movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that seemed it was just really good. There was, and that's the thing with this movie where when I was leaving, when I don't like a movie, or when it's not, when it's not as good, I f- prefer having personally. It's either like I loved it and here's why, yeah. or. I didn't like it, and here are these big, glaring issues that I had beef with. Okay. This movie, I found, didn't have that. Didn't have any big, glaring issues. It didn't have anything where I'm like, this sucked, and it dragged this down. Okay. This was huge, and I hated this. Yeah. Like, Iron Man 3, I'll rip on for every reason, because to me, it's a terrible movie. Yeah, I disagree with that, but we've talked about that. We've talked about that. Nauseam. But then... I like Iron Man 2 even though there's a lot of bad stuff there's stuff in it I like where I could be like here's where it's bad but here's where it's good mm-hmm. with Panther it's got some really good stuff but then it's got some other stuff that I find drags it down yeah. and that's so, my segue into this part <laughs> okay you go ahead and segue your thing um I found it too predictable absolutely like I also found uh, Jeremy Johns, who does stuff on YouTube. So, listener, if you haven't ever watched his stuff, I'd recommend it. He's a fun reviewer of movies. He also doesn't do things on, uh, like, two thumbs up or, like, one out of five star scale or anything like that. Like, he's got his own scale. Um, Christian listeners, if uh, swearing bugs you, he doesn't swear much. But if it's something that really bothers you, maybe don't. But 
It's there. He's a very interesting reviewer. I, I like his stuff a lot. Okay. His point, one of his points about the movie, and since watching that review, I agree entirely. It really is two different movies. Okay. I really find like this is Black Panther one and Black Panther two in one, and that affects some of the pacing issues. For sure. Where we've got the first movie is very di- the first chunk of the movie with Claw is a fair bit different from the one with Michael B. Jordan. And then my problem with it is you get invested in Michael B. Jordan every time he's on the screen. Yeah. But he dips for like half an hour. Yeah. And that first chunk of the movie, you're just like, okay, what are we doing? Because the real to the real story of the movie is the second half. Yeah. And it takes a good while to get there. Okay. So then the stuff in the first bit, you're just like, oh, okay, we're just we're just going around a bit. Um, and then when the story gets going, you're I knew what was going to happen before we got there. Like, down to the point, I'm like, okay, he's going to show up in the... Like, as he's going to the throne room, it's like, he's going to say who he is. And he's going to beat him at the waterfall. And then you're going to think he's dead. And then he's going to be like, let's take out the world. And then it's going to come down to a fight. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not the only unpredictable thing, or predictable thing about it. I mean, obviously, if you're in a movie and someone gets thrown off a cliff, they're not dead. That just... That's just... Yeah, yeah, but unless I mean, unless it's the live action Jungle Book and your Shere Khan throwing off the wolf. Yeah, unless it's the end of the movie and you're not expecting <laughs> a, a sequel. Yeah, yeah, or they're a minor character. But um, yeah, the the other thing that I found so predictable about it uh, was like, okay, so I didn't expect at all that um, Mbaku, the the quote unquote man ape, was gonna help them but once he was helping them when he says i'm not going to help you i'm not going to show up for the battle i was like well of course he's going to show up for the battle at the end yeah. right and and things like um uh, i don't remember his name the retaxus the rhino lord the <laughs> whatever, that, whatever that guy's <laughs> name is when when he's like okay well obviously he's going to turn bad and yeah. side with him um the the other thing uh which the other thing was there there's a scene in there where um they they're when the, what's his name Ross Everett Ross uh, yeah Martin Freeman's character is looking around and, sh- and Shuri is showing him the train with the sonic things that dampen vibranium I was like well okay, yeah. now we know how he's going to defeat the bad guy right yeah so there's a thing in, in storytelling called Chekhov's gun right you know if you heard of that or the idea is if you're in a play and someone puts a gun in a drawer in the first act you know that by the last act someone's going to get shot right and that's just storytelling that happens yeah. But this was so predictable. Well, yeah. That's... And, I, and I was thinking about, okay, some of the other Marvel movies, how have they done that, right? So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I didn't really like it very much. That's fair. Um, in that movie, the Chekhov's gun is those little battery things that they steal at the beginning, right? Which they, right. they eventually turn into a bomb to kill Ego at the end of it. Um, but in that movie, those battery things have a whole other use in the story in that now the the sovereign is after them because they've stolen it right so yeah. you don't see that coming as no the, exactly otherwise if someone's if the sovereign had said here these things are very powerful and could be used as a bomb but we're not going to chase you for them like if they like that was sort of how black panther kind of did it was like just sort of this random information that wasn't useful for anything else in the story yeah or, or otherwise iron man right when he's flying up and he freezes and falls you know, that's just part of his development as a character, but then he uses that to defeat exactly. Iron Monger at the yeah. end, right? Yeah. Whereas this was literally just a throwaway line that had no other use except for, okay, well, obviously this is going to use it at the end of the movie. So things like that absolutely were predictable. Yeah. Um, what wasn't predictable for me was, I figured, okay, Killmonger's going to have some connection to uh, the brother 
that gets arrested. But the way that they played that off, where he gets killed by the by his by um, T'Chaka by yeah. Black Panther's dad, and that Forrest Whitaker was there, uh, and that actually Michael B. Jordan's character was one of those kids playing basketball there. So that part I was like was cleverly done. Um, I see with with me none of that was surprising. I was just really? like, he's gonna be one of he's gonna be one of the kids outside. I didn't see that coming. And I'm at all. like the, one of the other guys there. Forrest well, Whitaker seems very protective of this. He's gonna be involved, and then it was. I didn't be like, oh, he was the exact guy. I'm like, he knows more. He's somehow really involved in this. Yeah. So then when it got there, I was like, that's not surprising. Yeah. See, I, I didn't see that coming which, at all. Which, fair, fair. fair. Um, man, what was I going to say? There, there was something. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you th- about the trains thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you can do, you can foreshadow, but then you can also foretell. There needed to be some, some other reason that they gave that information that was going to be yeah, helpful exactly. for, um, so that I don't know, it was let more more veiled. Yeah. But um. Oh, so the humor part. Oh yeah, you um, about that. Yeah, it, and it's it's not just Black Panther. It's a lot of other movies where there. I, I love being able to watch movies years removed and have it still be excellent and great, <clears throat> but. With comedy in movies, like you can you can do it a bunch of different ways. Yeah. But with a lot of movies recently, Star Wars being uh, Last Jedi being one, and then this one, even though it had a lot of humor, which was organic to the story humor, you had stuff that was straight up like referential humor to stuff going on today. I'm thinking, to, like for me, the joke that stood out is the "What are those?" Bit when he he walks out with the with the shoes. Oh yeah, I didn't even get that. I, I heard about it afterwards. It's yeah, exactly. To, where I'm like to, to some sort of meme or something. Like yeah, that. to a yeah. vine. Yeah. That well, that's not happening today. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, no. Well, yeah. but still, like in in two years, three years, five years, whatever, it's just going to be like that was there to get a laugh, and you're you're not going to get it. You're not going to remember. Yeah. Whereas the stuff with uh, Mbaku, <laughs> if I'm saying it, sorry, um, like. That stuff was character humor. Yeah. And it was very much to the character, to yeah. the story. Yeah. So it's a little gripe, yeah. but it's stuff I, I see a lot of. And in Last Jedi, it was the, the cell phone reception bit at the beginning, where it's just like, I prefer story humor. Yeah, see, I didn't actually catch any of those as being funny in the first time through anyway. So Yeah, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Where, yeah, it, it, it's a little gripe, but right. yeah. So I think overall, I liked it better than you did. Probably. Like, I, I, because I was thinking about it. Um, the last several Marvel movies that have come out, I probably liked Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man: Homecoming better. Hmm. I like this better than uh, either Doctor Strange or Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, Guardians three? Have two? you watched Guardians that? two? Guardians <laughs> two? Whatever. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's another middle-of-the-road superhero origin story uh, that's bolstered by really great acting with by the villains and and other characters and also uh, something to say that I think is an important thing to say. Yeah. It's... Like, it's not that I don't like the movie. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, it's, it's being so... It's being so hyped as, like, this amazing film. But I think it's hyped on... Like, it's not, like... 
The people who are hyping it are legitimately excited about it. I Which, think that's and a I'm, good and thing. I, no, yeah. and, and I'm not, like, part of me, that's also part of why I'm like, I don't want to talk bad about it, because I'm not trying to rain on anybody's yeah, parade. Yeah, sure. Where, what the film, I love what the film represents. Yep. Like, that part's amazing, it's excellent, it's awesome that it's happening. The film itself, isolated from that, that's where yep. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's alright. Yeah, for sure. Where, for as, sure. like I said, I, I, a, a, a five or a solid six. Yeah, I would probably give it a seven and a half. And the slightly frustrating part is when you have, like, such a talented crew, director, cast, and everything, where I'm like, when you're still in that zone of a five five to six, or in your case, a seven. And a half. Seven and a half, my bad. (laughs) I'm like... We need a 20-point grading scale. Y'all, like, y'all should be a, like, y'all should have gotten an eight to a ten. Or an eleven. Like when, when the movie was firing on, when the movie was great, it was firing on all cylinders and it was awesome. But there was points that bogged it down. So I'm like, hopefully, I'm I'm optimistic out of it. Yeah. Where it'll almost be like a a first Avengers to a Winter Soldier scenario. But I think the same right. I think the same director and cast, unfortunately, minus Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. could get us there. And maybe with a better story treatment where it's less predictable. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. All of the Marvel movies that have come out, except for the Iron Man ones, the sequel's been better. Yeah. Uh, well, people would argue about Thor, but I, I think Thor Dark World is better than Thor the original. And it is. Thor Ragnarok is also way better than either of those two. Yes. So, I mean, they, they tend, the, the trend is for them to get better. Uh, yeah. Except for the Iron Man movies, which didn't. No, um, they got progressively worse. Well, or I would say got really bad with two and a little bit better with three. But anyway. You could also say possibly minus Avengers. But that one's up for debate. Yeah, well, we'll see when Infinity Wars comes out. Uh, I'm very excited about that one. Oh, man, but, yeah. No. Um, I think good to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, it's good. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a, a wonderful day, and God bless, my see friends. Ya. Take care.